Bring in more revenue while saving money and differentiate yourself from the rest of the pack vying to win those guests by becoming more environmentally friendly. We will show you how easy it is and how cheap it can be, if not free, and share all the opportunities available. So join us each week as we take another step along the green path. That's one more step to differentiate yourself from the rest of the pack. The Green Path Podcast is kindly sponsored by Sustonica, the first sustainability certification for vacation rentals that audits homes on their environmentally friendly setup, installs smart measuring tools for water, gas and electricity, and offers an iPad for guests to see their real-time consumption levels. Learn more at sustonica.com. Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Green Path Podcast. Today is one of those share a story episodes. Today, we're heading way north in Scotland to learn some tricks and tips as to how the owner of the lighthouse keeper's cottage have made her property not only green, but covers a number of niche markets as well. Hopefully, it may inspire you to do the same. So without further ado, hello, Ben, how are you? I'm very well. Hello, how are you? I'm very well, thanks. Thank you very much for coming along today. Ben, first thing, can you explain to the audience, where are you? Um, the thing that's probably the shortest way of saying it is we're on the Scottish mainland, but we're so far north that you can see Orkney. So go any further north, you get your feet wet. Oh, my God. <laughs> right up north in Scotland. Right. So, Ben, can you please um, start with the story of how you got there and how you started on your Green Path journey? Um, you need to be really, really careful what um, books you give your kids to read because oh. um, my parents-in-law gave um, my husband a copy of The Lighthouse Keeper's Lunch and he sort of took this as a girl. Uh, so fascinated by lighthouses. Um, we, um, he's vegan, I'm vegetarian, so we, we self-cater a lot when we go on holiday because mm -hmm. it's just so much easier for us. And we stayed, we stayed in two or three different lighthouses. We stayed um, in Summerhead in Shetland, in Eshenes in Shetland, and we'd also stayed in Canticoat in Orkney. And um, just because of that sort of interest in lighthouses, we, we were on a mailing list um, for unusual properties. And um, we saw, we spotted the Lighthouse Keeper's Cottage coming up for sale. Mm. And, it was sort of further north. It's, it were about five or six hours north of Edinburgh. We were living just outside Edinburgh at the time. So we, we drove up, beautiful midsummer's day. Um, and we just were like, this is amazing. Mm. It's far north, but it's amazing. Mm. And so we went away, chopped some numbers. Uh, we were renting at the time, but but I did have some money um put on one side and and here we are um we bought wow. first of all we bought the lighthouse keepers cottage mm -hmm. and with the intention that everybody has of oh we'll stay in it and we'll airbnb it'll be fine no idea how, how what we were biting off mm -hmm. um, and then i would both of us separately were going home one on different different evenings and we're like we don't want to go back down south we want to stay here <laughs> 
Uh, and then a second property came up on in the compound next to the lighthouse. And um, and here we are. So we oh thought that one. My husband's a doctor, so he was able to work in the local hospital. It's, mm -hmm. He tells me it's the only lighthouse within on-call distance of a hospital. Oh, and my he, God. <laughs> so it, if we were going to do one, it would have to be this one. What a uh, story. Mm. I know. And and I worked I worked for the NHS, but office space worked remotely. Mm -hmm. so, so there we are. Wow. So the two of you, if, if, if one's vegan, one's vegetarian, was that already thinking about sustainability and, and when you first started? I mean, like when you first became um, vegans and vegetarians? I think um, I think the driver for both of us is more around husbandry and cruelty rather than, I mean, obviously there is the huge damage to the planet from industrial mm -hmm. um, industrial farming, but I was already... You know, even in my last days as a meat eater, um, I was I was always eating sort of rare breed, you know, mm. small farmed organic mm. meat. So I was mm -hmm. eating ethical meat. Mm. Um, but I think ultimately for me and everyone makes their own decisions. Yeah. I'm, I'm not an evangelist about this at all. Mm. But for me, my decisions was that was that I couldn't I couldn't eat meat. My husband has literally never eaten meat. He's a second generation vegetarian. Mm. Um, so he literally never, ever eaten it at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. So when you purchased the lighthouse keeper's cottage, at what point did you decide, I'm going to make this green or I'm going to take sustainability, keep sustainability in mind while I renovate it or design it? I think probably when I was about five years old. Um <laughs> Wow, these stories really are going way back, aren't they? Yeah, we are getting way back. Both of these stories are, are long-term stories. Um, re I was raised by two women who who were very, very thrifty, mm -hmm. um, very much make do and mend, and it was make do and mend and, and waste not want not before long before it was sort of reduce, reuse, recycle. Mm. Um, so you know, I I always had that. You know, you make you mend things, you fix them, you repair them, you don't throw them away. Mm. You reuse them in some way. I always had that in my my mind, and in my habits as well. Um, and my mum, she was she. I mean, she went back to to the Second World War times, mm. and she wouldn't call it recycling. She she um, actually called it salvage. She was mm. like, "You'll take these tins to salvage." So because back back then they made them into aeroplanes. Mm, so yeah. really, really solidly in in the the bone mm. uh, that you know you respect what you've got, you look after it, mm. um, you know, buy it once and fix it. Yeah, but there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of aspects to um, greening this property. How did you learn about it? How did you become aware about what you could do? Um, so I think I mean Google. As much as anything so the very first thing that we did was we we um we insulated it, it the mm -hmm. building is 60 years old this building's older but the, the the cottage is 60 years old um and it was damp and it smelled it was not in great a great state mm -hmm. so we um the very first thing that we did was we insulated it we put insulation in the roof we used a thing called kingspan mm -hmm. uh, and just got it and that was Partly because of the damp, partly because it was such a sensible. We wanted to keep our bills down, and you know we were only going to refurbish it once. Mm. So do it right, do it once. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and took a lot of advice. I think we actually had about four surveys done on mm-hmm. the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and you ask one structural surveyor why this stamp, you'll get two answers. You ask four, you get 10 answers. <laughs> and in the end, we just went, right, okay, these guys know how to make buildings in Caithness mm-hmm. warm and dry. Mm-hmm. Go with that. Mm-hmm. And very pleased we did. Yeah. Great, great. And so, yes, the the in-building was one aspect, but mm-hmm. there's also um, the you're using the eco-friendly cleaning products. Yeah, absolutely. So I literally just Googled eco-friendly cleaning um, and you know, came up with, with um, we use um, Ecova, we use BioD. Mm-hmm. There's a firm in Dundee called Dew Products that, mm-hmm. that use um, very low chemical stuff. Um, and that was always what we were doing. COVID was really frustrating for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we opened in 2018. 2019 was our first full year. Um, it was great. Then COVID came along and we had to shut, obviously. Um, we actually had an NHS worker in during that time. Mm-hmm. But when we reopened, we then ended up with all of this single-use stuff. Like we had to have single-use boots on our feet and we had to have gloves and um we had to get microfiber cloths and it was horrible mm-hmm. and just and it really hurt the amount that there just wasn't the stuff in place finding it took ages to find um a vir- viricide that mm. was green mm. by the definition they intended to be as not green as possible they will kill as much as possible mm. Um, so now that we know it's it's airborne and we don't have to, we, we don't have to, we still have very high standards, mm. but what we were doing was putting everything in the kitchen through the dishwasher mm. at 70 degrees every time. Mm. And, you know, that, that was breaking my heart. Mm. Um, so it's nice that we don't have to do that. We've gone back to, we, 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 you know, we've gone back to how we were before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is good. But, but yeah. what made you what made you investigate the uh, the green cleaning products in the first place? Um, just my ethos. Um, I, I I was already using things like you know I was already using most a lot of them in my own home. So mm-hmm. sort of, um, you know, sort of the who gives a gives a crap toilet paper I was using. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ecova I was using. It it mm. never occurred to me not to do it. Yeah, um, and it doesn't take, you know, it's just another search term. It yeah. doesn't actually take that much effort with mm. the chemicals. Uh, we we do have, for example, we we've got a walnut. Oh, this sounds utterly mad. We've got a walnut pan scrubber. Um, that took a lot of time to to get something that was compostable as a pan scrubber. That we could put in the cottage, new one for every guest, mm. affordable. That 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 took time to, to find something that we could give just just as a as a compostable throwaway. So a compostable you... pan scrubber. Yeah, it's wow. made out of walnut husks. Wow. Okay, that's that's amazing. I haven't heard of that one before. And and the other thing is that I am I am a bit of a completist. So if I do a search for a thing. I will look at every web page. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I, wow. 
It's one of my strengths, but it's also one of my weaknesses. But did you even know there was such a thing as a compostable pot scrubber? No. No. Wow. I do was just eco pot scrubber, green pot scrubber. Yeah. Um, and then I the ones we use, we keep. Uh, yeah. they're a bit more expensive. And we yeah. just personally we just keep them until they fall apart. Yeah. But uh, we can't, you know, you need to have something fresh in each time. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you mentioned the who gives a crap toilet paper. So you use that, and that's recycled paper. That um, is, yeah. We we, we have we have the bamboo one, um, but we've got very elderly nineteenth century toilet pipes, mm. and we need something that really breaks down properly. Right. Um, and you know, when we say you know poopy or paper only, we really really mean it. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, we had. Like people would be eating their lunch, but we we had a what can best be described as a punami experience. Yes, uh, and I was like, I really want to put photographs of this up in our toilet to say this is what happens if oh. you if you put wipes down the loo. This is because people put wipes down the loo. Oh, I, no. I can't do that. I can't oh. be that in yeah. space. I got to be cute and a bit yeah. nice, a bit oh. funny. So yeah, so. Um. But uh, yeah, disposable things that aren't disposable are a huge, yeah. huge problem for us all because we're yeah. told we can dispose them and we can't. Yeah. Well, I, I was also made aware that the who who gives a crap? Each individual toilet roll is wrapped in paper, so there's no plastic around the the whole pile of toilet paper. And then you can put some uh, some rolls there, and the rolls don't get dusty, and there's no plastic, and it's yeah. like, okay. It's got a few ticks going for it. Okay, it's got a lot of ticks. I mean, in, in we personally, I use Naked Sprout because it is it has got a better carbon footprint than Who Gives a Crap. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't wrap, and that's one of the reasons they've got a better carbon footprint. Um, mm. I don't want to put unwrapped toilet papers yeah. in in the bathroom because you know again that ick thing of, of yeah. So we, we're sticking with who gives the crap for the moment. Yeah. And you also then in the cottage, you do, you, you try to promote recycling and composting. Yeah. Um, so we, like a lot of people, we've got a damage deposit, but we actually call it a cleaning and recycling deposit. Mm -hmm. um, and we do say, you know, if you trash a carpet, we'll, we'll withhold the money. So it, mm -hmm. it is also a damage deposit mm -hmm. but we really want people to 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 focus on that cleaning and recycling and it works it works really well and we have we we give bags that they can carry um and the bags aren't very green but they they can carry their recycling to the bins and we say you can keep the bag afterwards if you want to so you mm -hmm. can take, you, you don't have to you can do it as you leave you don't have mm -hmm. to come back and give us our bag back mm -hmm. um and everyone's really actually quite compliant which mm -hmm. is good and it's got better over time as well I mean it, maybe five four five years ago I was diving in and sort of oh they put glass in there mm -hmm. but, but now people are getting more savvy about mm -hmm. how to recycle which is good yeah look you are sharing a lot on your website so I'm imagining you're attracting a lot of sort of um environmentally aware guests are they commenting on it when they book it? Do they say specifically that they chose to go because green and you got a green award and things like that? They don't say so. Um, we do get what they do love is they're like, we love the walking. We love the beach. We love the beaches. We love being outside. So we we hit that 
that sort of those guests that really like the outside and really mm-hmm. like the natural world mm-hmm. uh, and really want somewhere a bit remote and a bit unusual. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've just in my feedback form, I've just started asking, um, you know, how important I always said how important was location versus distance versus like a price versus mm. amenity. I think I think it was yeah location price, um, what you get. Mm-hmm. wording but i've also added in green now so ask, <laughs> ask me the question in in 12 months time and mm. i'll know how important green is to everybody but at the moment i don't yeah but if the guest is getting better and better at the recycling aspect then i'm sure they're obviously becoming more and more aware and uh you know happy to to be part of this recycling yes, very much so i mean yeah. we, we we've got people are much more cooperative and compliant and better um but better at doing it than they were yeah because like you said before you know you'd find the glass in with the plastic with the paper and but now they they are okay you know we're recycling yeah and you also mentioned ev charging points so you actually you have one close by but you're thinking of installing one at the cottage yeah i'm in a bit of a swither about that um so my husband's got an ev car it's a hybrid um and we've got we've got an external three pin plug that mm-hmm. he uses mm-hmm. uh, so physically we can plug somebody in if if it's an emergency mm-hmm. um but the we need the way that it works in the uk or in scotland i'm not sure if it's the whole of the uk mm-hmm. is if you've got a smart meter um you can get cheap electricity overnight and it's it's like a fifth of the cost Mm-hmm. Um, and then you plug in your car overnight and there you go you've got your cheap electricity and then on top of that you can put a controller so that you can see yes that's where it went mm-hmm. so a hive or, or whatever controller you have um, but highlands north highlands we can't have a smart meter Oh. Um, we've got we've got a smart meter but it won't connect to the smart network so we've got a smart meter that's dumb and i have to go in once a week month and check out just like the old-fashioned meter mm-hmm. um, and until so if i'm charging people electricity electricity prices in the uk are, are insane at the moment mm-hmm. so i would have to charge them full whack for that mm-hmm. and um so I'm sort of hesitant as to whether that's now is the right time for me. Yeah. Um, and as I said, in an emergency, we can help out. Mm. You know, people literally can't get down the drive. Yeah. We can yeah. do that for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what we, I'm, I'm waiting to, I'm just waiting to see how things work out a bit more. I yeah. do have a roadmap to get a smart meter. So my roadmap is to install a hive. Mm-hmm. radiator valves mm-hmm. and the hive part of the hive universe is a smart meter mm-hmm. so we'll be doing a hive with a smart radiator valves later this year i think mm-hmm. and so i'll be on you know i'm on my roadmap mm-hmm. um and we'll see what we can do about that whether but mm-hmm. it, it's this business of the electricity prices yeah um, when you moment. when you say hive you obviously don't mean a beehive no, okay. So there's a, there's um, there's a product called Hive mm-hmm. uh, in the UK, which 
controls it you can use an app to control your central heating thermostat mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm out of the place i'm going to be coming home in half an hour i'll turn my thermostat up um, and you can also use that same app to control your radiator valves mm -hmm. so you have what's called smart radiator valves and that means so we've got that in this house so um the radiators are on in this room well, if I have the radiators on in this room, I don't have to have them on in the bedroom as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can literally just heat the room you're in. Mm -hmm. um, and you get stats and, and graphs and all sorts of cool stuff like that. Um, so part of that, and you can control it through your Alexa or through, you know, it, it's your smart home. Mm -hmm. It does light bulbs as well. Mm -hmm. um, so we're... As I said, I, we've got smart radiator valves here. They've transformed our, my life <laughs> because I can only heat the bit of the house that I want to heat. Mm -hmm. um, it saves the fortune and saves oil, which is important. Mm -hmm. um, so I want to do that in the cottage. Mm -hmm. um, and the, as I said, the brand name is is Hive. Right. Um, and they, yeah, yeah, an app. I'll, I'll post a link in the description below after uh, for this yeah. for this episode. Look, there's also there is some some hardware uh, provided by a company called OK to Charge. I don't mm. know if, they, if you need a smart meter for that, but it is something where you if, if guests do use your EV charging point, you can actually see how much you, you can charge the guest. It actually will tell yeah. you how much is being charged, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, I mean, maybe you can manually go and do that, but okay to charge i know does that sort of thing as well um yeah i mean completest ben i am going to go and read all about that as well and see whether i'm doing the right thing with a hive or whether i should go with okay to charge yeah yeah <laughs> but it, it is it, it's the cost of the electricity that's the challenge yeah um yeah and so i'm yeah it's it's on the roadmap but i'm not sure yeah. how far ahead on my roadmap it is at the moment Mm -hmm. And I suppose uh, uh, another thing about sustainability is keeping everything local, buying local, supporting local. So with your furniture, it's all sort of recycled furniture, but you yeah. also use the local upholsterers to reupholster furniture. That's Fred. great. And local artists. Fred at Saggy Bottoms upholstered our suite. Oh. Our suite was 20 years old um, and... It actually hadn't been used that much, um, and it's really good quality. It's surprisingly light, really good quality. Mm -hmm. um, and it just had that very faded 1980s chintz explosion of flowers mm -hmm. fabric on it. And I was like, oh, I have to get rid of this. And then um, we were, I was in the cottage, and I sat down, lay down on the sofa, and I'm like, oh, this is really nice. <laughs> so, yes, so we re-upholstered the suite. Uh, most of the furniture we got new beds and new mattresses yeah um but most of the furniture um we painted um yeah. we annie got out the annie sloan chalk paint um and painted it and the nice thing about that is when you know the colors we chose are the wrong color you know aren't fashionable colors anymore we can paint it again yeah um so that worked really really well um that yeah. it had a lot of furniture in it it was pretty much fully furnished when we got it yeah. um, so and it was also really good because I hadn't really thought how much it costs to furnish a place all in one go mm -hmm. um, 
it's expensive. Mm-hmm. And what because we saved a ton of money on furniture, I was able to then go and actually get organic bedding. Um, because cotton is is the most polluting crop. And we don't think of it as a crop. Mm. You know, we think of it as fabric. We don't think mm. of it as um but because it's not a food crop they can put anything on the cotton crop so it's it's the i mean the the water use and the the chemical use to grow what you think is your lovely natural Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's horrendous um so we got organic organic bed fair trade organic bed linen which is more expensive but we could afford it because we'd save the money yeah on the furniture yeah, yeah. And and you're also using a green electricity provider too, right? Oh. But you pretty much got everything to do with the cottage. It's, it's got yeah. some, it's, yeah. and we, some we, part we, being green. We're currently, we're currently just using a normal electricity provider. Mm. But, um, and you would think, you see, I would have loved to have put in solar or oh, yeah, yeah. wind turbine or something. But we're listed, um, the buildings, the site is a listed building site site with listed buildings on it mm. and, um we wouldn't get the planning permission to do that and also we are incredibly windy and mm. i would be worried that we just lose mm. that like 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 the the solar yeah um so there's um um wind farms that you can buy into as a cooperative member mm-hmm. um so you 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 effectively help them build the wind farm. So rather than having your own solar or wind thing on your land, you buy into, as an owner, cooperative partner, their wind farm on mm-hmm. their land. Mm-hmm. So we've, we've, again, we've done that for us. We tend to road test everything with us and then do it for the cottage. So we've done that for us. Um, mm-hmm. And our wind farm comes online in November, I think, this year. Mm-hmm. Now that wind farm does that that obviously creates power. Do you get to feed into that power? Um, so we so we would um, basically it would be billed to us, but it's billed to us at effectively cost price or yeah. pretty much cost price. Yeah. So the profit element because it's a co-op, co-op. Yeah, we're not charged those profits. Yes. Yes. That everybody else is being charged at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Which has shoved those heating prices right up. Yeah. But I mean, the wind farm is somewhere else, but you're tapping into the power that it is creating, even That's though exactly it's right. right close by. Wow. That's nice. That will be the plan. Um, yeah. Oh. So, yeah. I hadn't so heard of that before. It's ripple energy. Mm. Now, I am not an advisor. You're, there are risks because you are putting in capital. So, uh-huh. put that caveat. Yeah. Um, it may not work for you. Um, mm but it's it's something that's working for us and can you can you select the wind farm you know closest to you something like that um so they they seem to do about one project a year they they're on their second project which will be going live later this year Mm -hmm. Um, and they've got the third one planning so we've got our name down for we've bought into the second one and we've got our name down for the third one Mm -hmm. um so it seems to be about one once a year Mm -hmm. they do something wow nice I will put a link in the description. Yeah, for that one they're, too. They're, yeah. they're very cool. But as I said, caveat, um, do your yeah. own research, do your due diligence. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So not only are you um, 
um, attracting the niche, the green uh, traveler. You've also very nicely have on your website all the other niches that you um, <laughs> can attract. So, you know, we talk about in the industry a lot, whatever you're doing in terms of sustainability, put it on your page. If ever, whatever you're doing in terms of inclusivity, accessibility, and all of these things, put it on your website. And lo and behold, it's on your website. <laughs> yeah. And I did I did that actually because I was going for the Green Tourism Award and they're, they're, that's a huge thing that they're very into. So the action of going for that award got me to update the website and say all the stuff we're already doing. Yeah. So with accessibility, we'll never be wheelchair compliant mm -hmm. of steps. We, we just can't do that. Mm -hmm. But what we can do, we're great for somebody who might use a Zimmer frame or mm -hmm. just a bit unsteady on their feet we're all on one level mm -hmm. so say that mm -hmm. um, yeah and I'm also um I'm also um I get migraines so I get very sensitive to noise and light and mm -hmm. and things so um we got quiet washing machine quiet dishwasher um and, and my we also got sort of neurodiversity in the family with ADHD in the family mm -hmm. so I got which were really simple with really obvious and simple to control buttons mm -hmm. um you know th there's that joke about you know if how to change your time on your cooker just wait oh, six god minutes. you know yeah, uh, wait till um, next year when the time goes over again <laughs> they yeah, like exactly. so cooker doesn't have a timer on it um and we've got a little pinger if you want want to have a time to choose time so we, i really chose things that were simple to use mm. um, made little videos of how to use them still have the paper instructions mm -hmm. if people everybody likes videos but mm -hmm. really wanted to make it easy for people to to use yeah. um we've got open shelves in in the kitchen now what uh, does that mean actually what's that for so the well, how many times do you go and stay somewhere and mm. you want a mug and you go open bag? Oh yeah, not, yeah, yeah, open yeah. Bag, not True. in there. Yeah. Um, so it to me it was it was really a no-brainer. Uh, but also that there's um as mm. folks who just don't remember where things are. Yeah. Um, and it just was like it's so much easier. And That's the shelves are cool that they're recycled scaffolding boards they came from a social enterprise in glasgow where they help people into work mm -hmm. um so they're cool and they were cheaper than cupboards cabinets mm. so it was you know it's better it's better for the environment it's mm. better for our guests mm -hmm. it's it's easier to use and it was cheaper to install Mm, it's great. Look, I, I interviewed um, a woman called Lorraine Woodward, and she's she's got an accessibility um, um, listing site. She's trying to get more properties um, um, offering sustain uh, not sustain yeah. accessible properties. And you know, she she her her um, her goal is to try to make people realize that a disabled friendly property isn't only for wheelchairs. Yes, like you were saying, a walker. Or someone in a walker can deal with a couple of steps or a few steps. So to have a few steps all on one level, great that you've put it out there. And then she was explaining about with autistic people, they want blackout mm. curtains, they want quiet. You got them. It's like, great. You really, you know, if someone's looking out for that sort of thing, they've got it at your place. So it's yeah. really great to have it on the website. <clears throat> yeah, no. And it, and 
it's absolutely and you have to say it because if you don't say it people yeah. don't don't know yeah um so yeah so we, we've got it on the website now yeah um, and service dogs and dietary preferences so you you actually um you leave a welcome basket so we leave a welcome basket um it has local biscuits mm-hmm. um and a local doesn't have to mean bad quality um mm. our biscuits are made by a firm called reeds of caithness and they've just got their biscuits onto Virgin Atlantic flights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're national. They're punching a national weight, um, and they're just down the road. Yeah. Um, so, so biscuit, local biscuits. We give a local little bar of chocolate um, made by by. It's lovely. It's lighthouse chocolate, and it's made by by Caitlin's Chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, we we've got our tea and coffee are from small family businesses. They're not that they're not as local but they're mm-hmm. they're small family businesses mm-hmm. um, so we just sort of bits and pieces the idea is you can come in mm. and make yourself a tea coffee hot, hot cup of hot chocolate whatever you want to make yourself mm. and just go, we're here yeah uh, we don't we don't try and do breakfast for people we're not a and yeah but you know you can just kick off and, and relax and say right that's it we're here yeah, but it's great that you asked them about the dietary yeah. We ask about gluten free, obviously. Yeah. Excuse me. Mm. We ask about um, vegan, vegetarian, dairy, yeah. Yeah. and um, we also. I'm just she's just going to put myself on mute because I'm about to. Come. Back off mute. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also ask about nuts, and oh, yeah, we've, yeah. we've only had one person say they were nut free. Mm-hmm. But they said nobody asks about it. Nobody ever asks. And again, Google, I found I found a firm um, that I could buy nut-free chocolate from, nut-free biscuits from. Mm-hmm. Just, and yeah. you know, we asked them ahead of time, so I had time to just get this ordered in. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's lovely. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's a real differentiator. Yeah. yeah. And it's also it's I mean, as vegetarian vegan. You know, the number of times I see my husband look at something, I can't eat that. Mm. It's all about personalization, isn't it? And it's actually really personalized if you're getting the details early and you're giving them something that they can actually eat rather than, like you said, I I can't eat that. Thanks anyway, but, you know, it goes on the shelf for the next guest because I can't eat it. Mm. Yes. Um, ben, is there anything more to add? We've come to the end of the um, the yeah. usual questions. Anything more to add that we haven't touched on? Green. Uh, I think. Green. I think the name of your podcast is actually says it all. It's a path. It's yeah. a journey. Mm. Um, and I think my advice is start where you are. You can't mm. start any other place. You have to mm. start where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's stuff we haven't done and we don't do yet and we may never do we're, we're oil and we kind of don't have a lot of choice about that mm, mm. We're located mm. but there's other things we can do and I think the thing that I would say is start, probably start with your suppliers mm-hmm. that's the quickest place for the quickest win um you know you can as you say you can green your toilet roll you can green your chemicals you can green you know you can green your equipment you can green the the products you buy all of that really in a day Mm. yeah don't and and don't throw it out use it up it's in the planet there's no point in in throwing out your great big 20 liter thing of nasty chemical 
because it's in the planet already. Mm. Use it, but don't replace it with nasty chemical. Replace it with nice chemical. Yeah, um, I think that's that's my my thing. I would say. Yeah, there are some small steps to be taken. Oh yeah. So just start with the first step. There are some very yeah. easy ones. Yes. It's been lovely chatting and getting to know all about the lighthouse cottage. It's been really lovely. Thank well, you. It's been a pleasure. I think the podcast is great. I've been listening to it for the last week or two. Um, I think you've got some very cool stuff going on here. And well oh. done for starting it and, and good luck with it as it goes through. Thank you very much, Ben. Thank you. It's been lovely chatting to you too. Okay. okay. Thank you. And I'll hope to speak to you soon again. Yes. Okay. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode and were at least a little bit inspired. If you'd like to catch up on the other episodes that you've missed, just head to thegreenpathpodcast.com. See you next time.